Everyone knows the apron is the hardest part of the ring, but this is the nerdiest part of the ring. Your weekly news roundup for the wide world of professional wrestling. I am your host, the five-star man, Asa Gray, and joining me at this time is the Big D, Dalton Anthony. Yo! Hey, you remembered this week. Uh, I was just, I was excited last week it happens. I don't know why you get on to me for things like that. Because this podcast is about professionalism and rhythm and just no mess-ups, no tangents. No side tangents. There's nothing about William Regal, so he should be solid. Oh, there could be. I hope not. There was something from a couple weeks ago that we didn't talk about that we could have. But it's fine. We're not going to bring it up this time. Because this is, of course, the nerdiest part of the ring. We actually have quite a bit to talk about this week. We're, we're out of our WrestleMania weekend. I do want to take a quick second and apologize slash thank anyone who listened to last week's episodes. The review for WrestleMania and WrestleMania weekend. What happened is we recorded a lot mm-hmm. and it was all just one episode. And when I went to upload it, it kept telling me like your file size is too big. Your file size is too big. And I am not a computer guy. I don't know stuff. So I was like, well, is there a way to, cause I know if you reduce the size of it, you also like, it'll take a hit to the quality. Yeah. So I was looking and I saw all these websites that were like, Oh hey, yeah, you can, We'll shrink your your MP3 file down, but you had to pay for it, and it all seemed kind of sketchy, and I was like, I don't want to give myself a virus or have my identity stolen. So, which I mean, like, if y'all want to steal my identity, good luck. Hope you have better luck with it than I do. Oh, no. (laughs) My mom called me yesterday, and she's like, hey, your first hospital bill came to the house. And I was like, why did it go to your house? They have my address. I was like, all right, whatever. So I go, I pick it up, I open it just to, like, brace myself, and then my mom's there, because, like, if I need the emotional support, yeah, I'll have it. It was the bill for my urgent care visit from January. <laughs> so it was, like, 40 bucks? Yeah, it was, like, it was legit, like, $38. So now I just still have this, like, sword of Damocles of just the American healthcare system hanging over my head still. Well, the good wondering thing- Wondering how much this thing's gonna be. The good news is you won that WrestleMania prediction, so that's not on you. That's true, but I still, I want to know how much money you're going to have to pay. <laughs> and it's really bumming me out that I don't have that hard, firm answer. Um, but yeah, so we're going to talk about some stuff from this week. We are going to talk about some stuff that we would have talked about last week, but we spent so much time talking about WrestleMania that I had to like edit around. I had to do like a hard cut at the end of an episode. That's why I attached the kind of awkward ending and beginning to the each of the episodes just to kind of like explain what was going on so hopefully this will be just a normal no problems the show will be uploaded like normal i said that out loud i don't know why i said that out loud dalton it's gonna start every week with the power of positivity we're not going to be negative we're not going to be pessimistic all of our technology problems will be non-existent this week but we want to combat some of the the negativity and the toxicity more more specifically that is just everywhere you go on the internet with something just that makes us happy in wrestling and i started every week so i'm gonna i'm gonna give it to dalton dalton what is your power of positivity this week um i'm gonna give it to uh two people because that's how i do things but it's a package deal i'm gonna give it to matt cardona and steph delander um Everything that they have done in the last like month of them working together since the uh, I think it was the World Series of Wrestling tour, 
has like made me do nothing but smile. They filmed a uh, a segment at a Walmart getting ready for a, a tag team death match against Nick Gage and Maki Ito, um, where Steph Delander just offered like, "Can I buy this fillet knife?" And he was like, "No, I'm not a criminal like Nick Gage." It, it just like I love shitty heel Cardona so much, and I love that like even though uh, Chelsea Green is out of the picture now because she got signed to uh, WWE, that like. He is still finding people around him. And like any great point guard in the NBA's history, just passes the ball to somebody else just to get a little bit of that greatness. Because honestly, I didn't know who Steph Delander really was before this run that they're having. Um, But man, she's super funny. Like she plays off a Cardona absolutely perfectly. Um, They had a, I need to send you that fun video they did to like get ready for the death match. Because of course they're at a Walmart so, like, Steph Delander's trying to, like, figure out why he's in the toy section for a death match. And it's just because he's buying shit. Like, mm-hmm. it's just dumb shit in wrestling that I like. And they, like, the fact that they're doing the extra effort of, like, filming, not just, like, I'm talking into the camera promos, just makes me super, like, I, I love it. And also, like, we get to see Cardona in two weeks in Cape, which is a weird sentence to say out loud. Um... But, like, it's dope as hell. And he just, he's always one of those people that always cracks me up in wrestling. So he gets it. I, it's, I am very excited to see him uh, at CCW on the 29th Cape Championship Wrestling, Cape Wrestling.com slash tickets available now. And that is going to be like, I'm, I'm excited that it's him versus KLD in a cage. Like, that match is just, gonna, it's good. That's going to rock. It's going to be so much fun. I, I'm super happy. I'm super excited for KLD too. Yeah. Like, um, I know you he's got the battle Hawks. He's got this match against, uh, Cardona. Russell Max is coming back. Yeah. Uh, I, just, I know you weren't at the last show, um, mm-hmm. in Charleston. Cause you had just gotten off of, uh, your hospital stay, but I was talking to him cause I had to message him. Like, I think I messaged him like a week or something before the show. Cause I didn't know his blood work at all. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Hey man, I'm really sorry to bother you. Uh, Missouri athletic commission, you know that they fucking suck and they're the worst. I am just calling before, or I'm just texting you because I'm about to put you on my roster. Do I need to worry about your shit? And he's like, mm-hmm. no, man, I just, I'm going to pay it like tomorrow. Cause he had a show like the day, the next day. Mm-hmm. So whenever I saw him, I was like, Hey man, I'm not, bo- I, was like, I apologize for bothering you. And he was like, no, you're Jason's guy. I totally get it. Like, I forgot that he is like the nicest person when he oh, looks yeah. the way he does. Cause like, he doesn't look like a dickhead. It's not that he just looks intimidating. He's just, yeah. he's just a big son bitch. And yeah. like, that is intimidating sometimes. I for, The very first time I talked to him, it was, um, I had not started wrestling yet. I think we had just started doing backstage stuff. But he mm-hmm. was looking for the Evolution of Undertaker Toys R Us exclusive set, where it was like all the airs of Undertaker minus Biker Taker. Mm-hmm. And it was around Black Friday, so I had, like I sent him a DM on Instagram being like, hey man, it's like $20 off on their online thing. And he said, hey man, thanks. So we were talking about that set. Mm-hmm. And I just remember thinking like, you could kill me. Like if you really wanted to, like you just, you are the nicest person. Cause you could just end a life right here. And he's just that the was, sweetest guy. That was, that was my experience with Jake Durden. The first time talking to him, Jake's a because sweetheart. He, yeah. Because he plays that character so well uh-huh. of just like, I don't know if this dude has a home. Uh, like it's a D and D trope, but the phrase murder hobo comes to mind. And he kind of was the, de- de- you know, definition of that because it was before he cut his hair. Yeah. Which, like, when he cut his hair, he got somehow scarier. Yeah. So, but, <laughs> but talking to me, I was like talking to him at a, at a show one time and just like 
Oh yeah, just super soft spoken, just a just a super nice guy. KLD is also someone who's always been super good to us, yeah. like because it is. I know you had the same thing. Like I know you don't have it near as much as I still do, but like just that idea of just like, oh no, you're a wrestler like who has been doing this for a while. You you've done a ton already, so like I am just an ant here you know like i have that just oh i'm not supposed to be back here everyone knows i'm not supposed to be back here but like he's he's someone that's always just been super nice and and Um, super cool really quick before i let you do yours me and jake durden's first conversation because i won't ever forget this i had started wrestling at this point Mm -hmm. and we were just talking um and i think i'd maybe been in the business for a year and we were just like he was like you know it'd be a really funny gimmick and I'm like, oh, we're about to hear some shit. And I was like, yeah, what's up, man? And he was like, what if someone just decided to be Matt Riddle, but just really fucking sucked at wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why that, like, he chose, I don't know why he chose Riddle. I don't know why that was the gimmick of just being like, he's like Matt Riddle, but he's not good at what he does. And mm-hmm. I don't know why that was just empirically funny to me. Like, and I wasn't trying to laugh at his joke to, like, make the vet happy. It was just the way he said it and, the, like, the smile on his face of just, like, that's it. That'll do it. It's something that he's thought about. <laughs> yeah. He, he's, he's spent a lot of time on. It was just, um, I, I love that dude a lot. I Fuck, I miss him. I'm texting Jason Wells. Be like, <laughs> get him back. <laughs> I Mine, I think, goes is going to kind of step on your toes a little bit. But I don't have enough to talk about it because I, I leave all my figures in the box. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be in wrestling with articulation. But the Ruby Soho AEW figure, I got that in the mail. Mm-hmm. And I just like, I, I it, it looks super cool. Yeah. Like there's there's been a handful of a, those AEW toys. That, and I know you'll probably want to talk about it because you got yours as well. Um, and you can give an actual review. But AEW, I don't know. There's just something about because I haven't opened any of them except for the Evil Ludo. I opened Evil Ludo. Yeah. I there's something about them where you can just like see them in the box and you can just know like, oh, they gave a shit. Mm -hmm. Like this is one that they took their time with. Oh, yeah. And hers hers is hers is one of those um, for me. Mm -hmm. So I I just it's super cool. I'm excited to start like seeing it in stores weirdly. Well, Soho is one of those people that like was very underappreciated in her WWE run whenever she could have been a bigger deal. But just it's really unfortunate for any person that wasn't a four horsewoman around the time that Soho was in WWE, because that's mm-hmm. very obviously where their attention was. If you weren't Charlotte, Becky, Sasha or Bailey and your name wasn't Ronda Rousey, you kind of were like you would have a couple people that would break through like Alexa Bliss. But then besides that, it was really just those four. And Ru- Ruby Riot really was like a victim of that, where she could have been like she was a very believe like she would have been a very believable women's champion, mm-hmm. but she wasn't the one that they were ever really worried about. Yeah, yeah, she wasn't like a focus. Even when they gave her a stable, yeah, it was just like a weird. But they they had given there was a different stable on a different show, and it was just it, it was that weird like why are you guys doing an echo of each other? This is odd because the other one was Absolution, yeah. I think so. Yeah, because it was... It's uh, weird, because I remember it, it It was Ruby, it was Liv Morgan, and it was um, Sarah, Sarah Logan. Logan. as And that was the Riot Squad. And then at this, like, the same week, it was Paige. Sonya Deville, Paige, and Mandy Rose. Yeah. And it was, it? it was... No, that was the right one. It was that one. Why am I thinking that Paige wasn't wrestling, though? She was more of a manager for the three. But who was the third one? 
It was Paige, it was Mandy Rose, and it was Sony Deville. There wasn't a third person with them? I'm pretty sure it was just those three. Because th- it's it, like, I think you're right, but I don't. I feel like I'm right. I think she retired, like she was going to wrestle and then she retired like right after. Potentially, but it was three of them. Yeah, it was, the, it, it just, it was those three. Okay. No, Dalton was right. So get... I mean, we were both right. Yeah, I but just I didn't. Was... I didn't question my correctness. <laughs> okay. Suck All it. right. <laughs> so, uh, but that's the power of positivity. Getting into the news of the last several weeks, the big news, obviously, that came out is kind of goes hand in hand with each other. So we're just kind of lump everything together as one. But it is that the WWE has sold to Endeavor. And as part of that, Vince McMahon has made his return to WWE. Um, the I'm pulling from CBS Sports. Following months of speculation, a sale of WWE appears imminent. Endeavor, the parent company of UFC, has nearly finalized the deal to acquire WWE at a valuation of $9.3 billion, CNBC reported Sunday afternoon. The deal will see Endeavor create a new publicly traded company that will run both UFC and WWE. Endeavor slash UFC would take a 51% ownership stake with WWE shareholders retaining 49% of the new company. WWE executive chairman and longtime owner Vince McMahon, the largest current shareholder of WWE, will remain chairman of the WWE portion of the new company, sitting only behind Endeavor founder and CEO Ari Emanuel. WWE CEO Nick Khan is expected to remain president of wrestling promote operations while Dana White will continue to over will continue to over UFC as its president. That's written weirdly, but that's how it that's not me not knowing how to read. That's written odd. Yeah, that's just how it was written. Uh, and I feel like it's all been cleared up pretty well since uh in since this announcement happened, but I saw a lot of people like the, the way that some outlets were wording it, both wrestling outlets and just like news outlets, is that WWE and UFC were merging. And that's not what's it, it's there's not going to be now a new company that's WWE UFC, like where yeah. some of the some of the matches are scripted. Some of the there's still MMA fights like that's not there's still going to be very separate things. This is just a they'll have the same parent company. Yeah. Um. Man, Endeavor, good on them. They have two of the shittiest people in sports um, working together now. That's dope. Because you got yeah, and you got woman was... you got woman beater Dana White, and you have woman payer Vince McMahon. And I, you know what? I don't have to say allegedly. Those are both assaulter. Yeah, <laughs> you have Dude. two just assaulters, and you have it on camera and in court documents. Like I don't have to say allegedly. That shit happened. That's yeah. that's good. That's good shit right there. Um, I I. <sighs> It and sucks. Also, apparently it was Ari Emanuel. Like there was an interview or something that Vince was like, yeah, I was ready to just leave, stay away from wrestling. But it was Ari Emanuel was like, wouldn't let him like, oh, go fuck yourself. Wouldn't let him. What? Yeah. Isn't oh, that's exactly. Someone makes you makes you do something you don't want to do. Yeah. And, and it's not like with us, with our jobs, whenever there's shit we don't want to do and we have to do it because our boss makes us. Vince McMahon is a fucking billionaire, especially after this. Um and it's just like, oh, he didn't he didn't let me leave wrestling. Motherfucker, you were gone. You came back. You did that. Um yeah, it's it's a giant bummer uh for a lot of reasons. For one, 
Uh, Vince needs to be gone. For two, why the fuck did Vince grow a mustache? And for three, why the fuck did he dye it black? Um, Cause that's it, the thing. It's very it's it's dyed. You look at his hair. You oh know, no! A I year said ago. it's dyed. I said dyed. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I know, but oh. I don't think I. People talk about the mustache a lot, but I don't think they talk about the fact that it is dyed. Oh yeah, no. He looks like Gomez just, Adams if they did like a, a super sequel, like forty. Years I liked. Into- my favorite one is John Waters's Wario. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> like it's, I it, it it's so it's baffling. Yeah, and then. You know, uh, and I to that. So I heard. Uh, I so Apron Work podcast is starting to record again, like somewhat regularly. I hope, and that makes me happy because I love those guys. Um, Same. And, and I think it was Carlos that said it was just like you know, it makes you look less like a sex offender, a creepy mustache that you dyed black. Good job, Vince. And it's just like that's a very good point. That was the tweet. <laughs> I, that was the tweet I saw that I I put in that one group chat that we're in of just like yeah, may, the. Uh, convince trying to convince people you aren't a rapist it's a bold choice to show up in public looking like that (laughs) and it's Um, not it's not funny what he did but it's every choice that he's making post all this shit coming out is laughable at best where it's just like that's what you chose like you have you can hire people you you have a pr department motherfucker and this is like they were cool with it so you're not paying them enough or you're paying them too much there it's i just uh, it's, it's gross there he is there he is uh and and he is there uh this is from the f4wonline.com the wrestling observer figure four online uh vince mcmahon is officially a wwe employee once again according to a new sec filing and also has full rights to his life story and likeness Announced Friday morning, McMahon entered into a, an employment agreement on Thursday, March 29th, and will continue to, and will continue serve as executive chairman of the board for two years, retroactive to January 9th, 2023. The agreement and board seat will automatically renew for one year unless either WWE or McMahon himself provides at least 180 days notice. So, he is back. Uh, we knew he was back because all of the stories came out of Mania the weekend. raw after wrestlemania where he was back in gorilla fully back like changing things on the show last minute matches were cut other matches were added like if omos wasn't expect wasn't expecting to have to wrestle that night but then he did anyway with uh against elias so uh, someone pointed out it was like hmm a bailey match a bailey segment and match was cut and omos got a match in yep vince is back yeah. That's all the confirmation you need. And honestly, there was a lot of WrestleMania itself that you were like, this is McManny. This is a little McManny. And not even not even Shane. That's the obvious one. Um I still think Shane is more of a sign that Vince wasn't in control, but also like there are some people it's Triple H is in the best position he has ever been in right now. Because right now, anything good that happens in a story or oh, storyline yeah. or segment, he's gonna get credit for it anything bad people are gonna be like oh that's vince that's what vince wanted even though like roman beating cody was in the was was the set like final outcome months ago yeah that was not a vince mcmahon call like vince vince mcmahon's overall influence on like the outcomes of this wrestlemania were apparently like non-existent like just because you didn't like that cody lost 
that wasn't Vince. Apparently, like, that was just going to be a thing. So, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't stop the internet from just talking. Like, yeah, you can you can hate a dude for being a piece of shit. You don't have to make up reasons to hate him if he's already a piece of shit. Yeah. Apparently, because uh, I listen to a lot of pot, like I listen to a lot of podcasts just with the amount of driving I have to do every week, and like looking back at it, apparently me and you were like some of the most chillest motherfuckers with Roman beating Cody. Yes. It was like us and then apron work because they were both pretty chill about it. Although I think it did break Carlos's heart a little bit. See, and I don't think they listened to their sh- our show, and I'm shouting them out. Um, but like. I just didn't realize that this was as big of a deal. Like, yeah, it sucks that Cody didn't win. I wanted Cody to win. But it wasn't like, fuck WWE and everything they do. It was just like, no, it's just the choice they made. Uh, Apparently, we were super chill about everything. (laughs) Yeah, well, to me, it was like, I understand to an extent people being upset. Because Cody winning at WrestleMania made so much sense. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, it, it was kind of the obvious choice. And Roman losing in the same fashion that Roman... Or Roman winning in the same fashion that Roman always wins is frustrating to see again. Especially when you look at Roman Reigns' WrestleMania track record. Yeah. Like, yes, he is the most, like, main-evented WrestleManias of all time, or he's about to get there by the time this storyline's done. Yeah. I still think but, it's Hogan, though. I mean, I'm not trying to correct you, but I think it's Hogan. I think Hogan's, yeah, no. Like I said, I, yeah. he's he's up there. Like he is going. He like he has potential to reach that. Yeah, I mean, he will. He will milestone, re- barring injury or anything that is heinous that I don't want to think about. Um, I do think he's. I do think he's main evented the most WrestleManias in a row. Yes, I. Like, I, believe I think he that's does correct. hold that record. But, but look at those matches. Can you point to any of those matches that people walked away from happy? Uh, Aside from Heist of the Century. Uh, I was going to say Brock versus Lesnar whenever Brock won again. That was the one we no. left in the middle of. Yeah, we because we were just like, oh, he's going to spear him. Oh, he's going to hit him with an F5. Oh, he's going to spear him. Oh, he's going to hit him with an F5. Sarge, you want to beat traffic? <laughs> Sarge, wake up. <laughs> Sarge was alive. He was just taking a nap. That sounds way worse than what it really was. He was just seeping. Um, <laughs> He's a sleepy fella. So yeah, it's you. You look. Ro- Roman has had bad luck with WrestleMania matches, just as far as like sending not sending the crowd home happy, but like the matches aren't well regarded. Yeah, which is a bummer. It's a supreme bummer. But so I get it. But at the same time, like I kind of think WWE may have just broken me at this point. So like nothing really like, yeah, I was surprised, but it was though. I like we talked about it. Yeah. I'm just like, what if he won? Oh, yeah. I don't know if we talked about it necessarily on the show, but we absolutely talked about it. Just like, wouldn't it be funny if. Yeah. Like, I mean, they won't. Obviously, they're not gonna. Yeah. Like, now like, is the there's... perfect. Now is a perfect storm of. Yeah, let's make this dude. Oh, shit, they didn't do it? And they said no. I remember watching it, and, like, the three count happened, and I was like, okay. Literally. I was was laughing. There was no... I was indifferent, which it's not one of those being like, that's bad whenever someone's indifferent. It was just one of those being like, yeah, it was a finish. Like, it happened. I was like, all right, cool. I'm gonna watch... I'll I'll watch WrestleMania Backlash. You got, like... I'm already paying the $9.99 with Peacock. Like, I'm gonna watch it. Um, I did watch the Monday after Mania. Oh my god. That was a Vince show, apparently. 
it, yeah, motherfuckers it, were just it, it tearing up. Much, people were just tearing up scripts like fucking an hour before the show. And it looks like he isn't. It looks like he isn't going to be like full time, all hands on deck at each show because he wasn't at SmackDown, and he wasn't at this past Monday's Raw. A lot of people seem to think that it was because he was already in town for WrestleMania that he just kind of decided to to go and do everything. So it's it isn't necessarily a full time thing, but it he still you know he is an official employee again. He is the chairman under this this merger this purchase. So we'll see what his reach ultimately ends up being. How much influence he has. I'm curious if maybe the fact, like, if he's not there every week, that he can't just, like, tear up the script and, you know, change things on the fly. Yeah. Because, you know, he doesn't have, he can't just, like, sit there and, like, pull someone into his office or whatever on yeah. the day of the show. So, we'll see. You know, it, again, we talk, we say this all the time, it feels like, but it's like, we're not going to know right away. Like, you've got to have to, well, we're going to have to give it a few months or, you know, this once, is the, a lot once of, the purchase actually finalizes, yeah. you know, give it a year and see what happens. Which, I mean, that's how it is, though. Like, there's not one of those being like, and tomorrow we're going to have every answer we need about this. No, this is like a very, this is what, how many billion, nine billion dollars? How much money is being exchanged? It was nine point three billion. So it's a nine. Sorry, I had, I had already closed the window, so yeah. I had to like, uh, but yeah, yeah. nine point three billion. That's the amount of money moving around. That amount. That is literally. That's the old nerd up joke of just like, and then they dumped a dump truck worth of money er, of money in front of Harrison Ford's house to do Han Solo again. This, if we're using that joke, this is like twenty of those dump trucks a day. And that shit just doesn't transfer over right away and, like, everything finalized. Like, this is a big deal that's going to take a while to shake out. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's announced and, yeah, it's happening. But, like, to see the long-term effects of it, we're going to have to, like, just weather the storm to see what happens. Uh, let's see. Where are we? I lost my tab. There it is. Uh, in AEW news, and cool news, but Tony Khan announced that he had a huge announcement a dream announcement, he called it, uh, that was announced last week. But again, we did the... It would have been perfect timing to talk about it last week, but that wasn't the show that we recorded. Yeah. So <laughs> Shows if is, you listened. <laughs> uh, the announcement was that All In is returning Dope. as an official AEW event, and it will be taking place in London at Wembley Stadium. Uh, live Sunday, August twenty seventh, and that's it. It is a it is a historically relevant, super cool announcement. The fact that AEW is running Wembley is like a huge deal because, like, I know they did a SummerSlam. One of the best summer, well, one of the most important SummerSlams of all time. That was the SummerSlam that people were like, "We can give Bret Hart the title." Because he had to wrestle and carry a coked up British Bulldog. Oh, That's, yeah. That is my favorite story in wrestling. <laughs> so it's, but it, it's not necessarily, like to me personally, that's not a, I'm going to get on television and make that announcement or hype that announcement for a TV, uh, like on television. Yeah. Just because like when you think that's big a, announcement. You think it's a press release. Like that should to, be yeah. a press release. Yeah. 
when I'm thinking like TV announcement, I'm thinking there's the rumor of the Saturday show of mm-hmm. them getting an extra television show, which we'll talk about that here in a little bit. I the I every time that Tony Khan says he has an announcement, you already know what my pick is. It's that they've entered with a deal with HBO Max or some streaming platform, and that is where Honor Club and AEW streaming is going to start. Yeah. Or, you know, a talent announcement. Or something, you know, something that's going to impact me as a viewer at home. Yeah. And granted, the, it, London, Europe in general is a huge wrestling market. This is huge for all of the international AEW fans across the pond, isn't it, Govna? Cheerio. Good thing Margaret Thatch is dead. We, you know, it's all the things British people say. I am willing to bet there's not a single British person listening to this show that I have just offended. I think you if just offended all of them. No, but none of them are listening. That's is fair. The thing. If you're from Britain, if you were from the Great Britain or London or United Kingdom, I don't know the difference between any of them. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a product of the American school system. Not even the public one. And I still don't know. <laughs> if, if you are not on the same continent as us, I, I am begging you to let us know. Yeah. Tweet at us. Uh, but at this point, I understand if you're just like, fuck these dudes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's still not worse than Greg Miller. Let me get him back. Let me get him back. This is the British Bulldog from uh, SummerSlam 92. They made a figure about it like last year, and I love this figure. Dalton's holding up an action figure for those of you not watching the podcast, which, which is again, all of you. is all of you, yeah, because but, this isn't a video podcast. But I, but I have a British Bulldog figure. I just got him back. They love British Bulldog. Okay. You already you also called him a cokehead, so I mean, all right. But, all right. Just because they loved him doesn't mean he <laughs> wasn't a cokehead. So you can't argue this that is, you can't <laughs> look, we all, we love, what did John Cena say about Vince McMahon? You know, you, you love someone despite their mistakes or some bullshit like that. That He shouldn't have said uh, yeah. the, this is super cool though. Like, and I, I, as far as I know, this is the first time that AEW has been overseas. So I think so. Yeah. And it's, and it's in a huge way too. Cause like. The rumor they've there's been talks of them wanting to do a, a European a, a London show, but everything has been talked about the O2 Arena, which I am ninety five percent WWE is about to do a pay per view there. I want to say it's like Money in the Bank, potentially. O2 Arena is the one arena that I know because it does host a decent amount of UFC events. Yeah, so, so. I think I do think that um, I do think that's going to be a. I do think it's Money in the Bank that's supposed to be in O2 this year. But it, it, it's Wembley is a much bigger venue, both in like seating size as well as like historical revel- relevancy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because uh, O2 is, is a big deal, but like Wembley is fucking Wembley. Yeah. Like if you're listening to this and you have no idea, you couldn't name a building in London, you've heard of Wembley yeah. Stadium. So uh, it's super cool. Uh, I really hope that they... This is one where it's like, man, they th- this could end up with egg on their face. Like, if they don't sell well, and there is just a ton of, like, empty seats, that's going to look real bad. Yeah. But uh, they're, they're swinging big, so hopefully they connect. And again, we're going to talk about it in a little bit. I think they're going to be swinging big. Like... We'll see. I think they're going to come out guns a-blazing for this one um, with what they have going, or what they could have going leading into it. Yeah, those are the words I wanted to use. You, you know, you chose words, and you said them, and you did great, buddy. I'm proud of you. Just what's the next story, dickhead? 
I didn't hear a word you said because Mandy sent me a Snapchat and it involved uh, the cool cats from Community. Oh, I was like Jeff and Britta in the in the yeah ears yeah, yeah. Of the I, know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And I got distracted. I'm going to be honest. I got distracted. Uh, I thought you were doing the Shannon Young cool cat bit with uh, whatever the fuck that director's name is, and I was like, don't bring cool cat into this. It's either Neil Breen or, or Der- someone that's Neil Breen adjacent. Derek Savage is the other one. I think it's Derek Savage. That might be him. Uh, uh, wait a minute. I'm just going to text him. And we'll get the correct name. But yeah, because I was just like, I said, what's the next story, dickhead? I believe is what I said. Yeah, but I heard that part because by that point I had re-engaged with you. It was all of the bullshit you were saying before that. Keep up, you moron. Dear Lord. Anywho, jumping back a story real quick, because you mentioned UFC fights in O2, a lot of speculation going into WWE's future premium live event market. Because, as you know, right now, $10 a month will get you a subscription to the cock, get you that premium cock premium and you cock, don't gotta yeah. watch the ads and you know it's it's ten dollars a month to watch it wrestlemania ufc doesn't play that endeavor doesn't play that so yeah. i'm it's going to be real interesting to see if they try to you know go back to where you have to pay a premium price for those pay-per-views those live events mm-hmm. which i don't know the contracts i am speaking out my ass entirely but I'm curious if, like, I, I would think those premium live events, you know, are part of the Peacock contract, where it's like, you have to provide us X amount of hours of new in of, these, of like, live, live con- events. Yeah, of live con, yeah. So, um, but also, Dalton, will you ever pay, just no. by yourself, I'm not, I am not saying... Going in, like, no, meeting up at gaming grounds and paying. You're, I know what will you're you, saying. No, I'm not. I'm not going to fucking do it. Will you pay $60 no. or $80 Fuck no. for a WWE pay-per-view? That was higher. Why would you say the second one higher if I'm saying no because to Because fucking 60- everything, else is, everything else is more expensive. You think that they're... I, and also, I have no idea how much UFC pay-per-views are. But I remember some of them were more expensive than WWE pay-per-views. Yeah, yeah, Because, yeah. like, a WWE pay-per-view minus Mania used to be, like, 40 bucks. Um, between 40, they were all pretty well 60. I remember. Were they? I could, I, yeah, fuck, I don't remember. Cause, cause so I only, I met you guys, the group that I would watch pay-per-views with, we would all get together at someone's house and order it. Yeah. And it, they were usually like 50, 60 bucks. Yeah. Cause I remember I used to split, remember the guy that only wore suits at JCPenney's? Yes. I used to go to his house and watch the pay-per-views cause we would split it. Um, and then the network happened and I was allowed to be antisocial. And by that, I meant me and Andy could afford watching this pay-per-views together. And that's who I wanted to watch wrestling with. That was the dopest shit in the world. Whenever it was like, Hey, you want to watch the first NXT takeover? And I know I'm going to, you're going to be at my house on Saturday or Sunday to watch uh 30. And I was like, fuck yeah, I am. Cause you make better food than me, man. I miss <laughs> the fucking network. I miss the network so fucking much. I, that was an entire two weeks of college that just shit didn't get done. Yeah, because I remember I, that. I remember you talking about it. Because you were just like, "Have you open? Have you been on the network yet?" And I was like, "I didn't fucking pay attention to my my lecture because I just put a headphone in and just watched fucking ECW One Night Stand 2005." Yeah, for you like look, the you third looked up time. to me with you looked up to me with bloodshot eyes that you hadn't blinked in three days. Yeah, I do miss the network. That was also a really fun network story. Whenever not fun, but whenever COVID hit and we had nothing to do. Sadie was just like, you just want to like start in the Attitude Era and watch every pay-per-view? 
And I was like, yes, that's what I would like to do. <laughs> and like, we did that for like five straight days, which believe it or not, gets you through a fuck ton of pay-per-views. Cause if you're knocking like two or three out a night, whew, cause also pay-per-views used to not be fucking eight hours a piece, man. I missed the nineties just for that. And I wasn't even really cognizant of fucking pay-per-views back then. I was I, like, why are we all going to Aunt Lisa's to watch wrestling? Oh, it's because we can't afford watching it at our house. Shout out to Aunt Lisa. I legit, excuse me. I've got my go juice and it's making me a little burpy. Um, I remember, I think I only saw maybe three pay-per-views before college. Mm-hmm. Like live, live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I distinctly remember renting old pay-per-views at Hastings. Mm-hmm. Because they had a pretty size, they had a pretty decent wrestling section, and but like live, we my you had to have like a specific cable box that my that we didn't have. Like we had cable, but we didn't have the type. Unless and it might have been my parents just lied to me, and I'm just now realizing it. No, not but your mom. Like, oh, your mom's too we, sweet to lie to you. Oh, my mom would absolutely lie to me. My mom's awesome. She, of course, would lie to a kid. Fuck it. Why, why, why wouldn't you lie to a kid? They won't know any better. But I do. But I do remember for a while we did not have the actual cable box, so we couldn't yeah. order pay per views. I do remember that. I. But eventually we did get a cable box. So now that I'm you curious, now that you say it out loud, now that you mm-hmm. say it out loud, I do remember my dad trying to order a pay per view. But like, you have a good mom, and my dad's like Satan. Um. That motherfucker definitely wasn't trying to call the pay-per-view provider. Like, <laughs> in retrospect, he definitely wasn't doing that. We were able, so I, I had an aunt and uncle that are no longer together. Um, the uncle, uh, which was, now that I think about it, uh, it, we'll get into this later, but, like, he was very different for Perryville. Um, but, like, they had satellite. And that was the only way we could watch pay-per-views back in the day. And now that you mm-hmm. say it, it's like, there was no cable box at my house. We had the coaxial and the cable box was in the basement, so I never saw it, I'm assuming. I don't know how cable works. And I do remember my dad calling to try to figure out the pay-per-view. That motherfucker didn't call. He was he was doing the bullshit. He was gimmicking it, being like, oh, it's not going to work at our house? Got it. Like, now that you've said <laughs> it out loud, man, fuck my dad. Now I'm going I... to have to go back to therapy again. Thanks, Asa. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you could order pay per views through satellite, though. Oh no, you could because it was like it was in the fucking drop down menu. You just yeah. go all the way past the porn, and then yeah. it was like Armageddon or some shit. Wow, we are yeah. really off the rails tonight. No, no, ta- this was all planned. This is all part of the plan. No tangents, no side. Michaela Minton is so confused. She's like, "What's a cable box? Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's paper? What's, what's pay per view? What's Hastings? Uh, Aunt Lisa." Uh, there's there's a lot to this one. God damn, we are so sorry, Dylan and Gallows. I, I'm trying to think of the pay-per-views that I saw live, because the only one that I truly remember was In Your House Bad Blood, because that was the one that, like, shaped my brain. Uh, WrestleMania 17 is the one that I it, very much remember, because, man, fuck the Dudleys. You can't just stand on a table. Oh, and then Edge <laughs> and Christian did it because the Dudleys set it up? That's some bullshit. Uh, Asa, if you don't remember, that's the one where the Dudley boys put two ladders up yeah, and, and then the put the table, table in the middle and then fucking Edge and Christian's bitch asses pushed them off and then took it. And I just wanted the Hardy boys to win. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. Oh, yeah. Edge and Christian were the worst tag team to ever exist as a kid. Oh, yeah. Because the, the Hardy, Hardy boys, boys were... were the best tag yeah. team to ever exist. Uh, and hey, speaking of the Hardys, uh, last night on AEW Dynamite, 
Jeff Hardy made his return. This is the first time that he has appeared on AEW television since June of 22 um, to save Matt Hardy from a beatdown from the uh, Matt Hardy and Isaiah Cassidy. Uh, he didn't from, dance this time. That was cool. He just went to the he, ring with a chair. He, you know, he was focused. He was driven. Um, not a ton to say about this one. Just like other than we wish him the best. Yeah, it's I one don't, of those I don't know. It's I've if you've if you've listened to this show long or you know when when we were on PWU, you know my connection to drunk drivers and just like I don't fuck with them. Yeah. So I I I don't I and I haven't really fucked with Jeff Hardy for some time now, and you know obviously I don't want something bad to happen, and I don't want him to you know I don't want anything bad to happen to him or or his life or anything. But at the same time, just like, all right, I, I think Hunter put it best where it's like Jeff Hardy can wrestle and Jeff Hardy can be sober, but Jeff Hardy cannot do both. Yeah. At the same time. And it's one of those things like, man, you fucking wish him well, because like the guy is super important to wrestling, like in wrestling history as a whole. But I think that that has more to do with his issues than what any of us really want to admit. I don't think we really want to talk about, like, how this guy has been over for the last, fuck, 97, like, almost 30 years. Like, 98, 90, well, 98, 99, so, like, 25 years of just, like, yeah, he's been super important to the landscape of wrestling for that long. But how? Well, he's destroyed his body in every single way. Well, what's his issues now? Well, he's kind of addicted to drugs and alcohol. We can't put two and two together on that. Like, we want to talk about how maybe we bloodlusted this guy into his problems. And the fact that he keeps getting chances probably isn't the best thing. Because that this might be part of the fucking problem. Um, now, granted... I'm really, he's, I'm really hoping that this run with AEW, they don't have him jumping off of balconies literally every single week. You know he is! You know he... What does Sting do, Asa? Jumps off the balconies once every fiscal quarter. Yeah, but he's older than Jeff Hardy and never did that prior. That wasn't yeah. a, that wasn't a stingism before. So what's your point? I don't get what you're saying here. Because this motherfucker stays jumping off of stupid shit. He's gonna volunteer it. Because Michael Hayes is there to be like, hey, yeah. maybe you should do this. He's gonna do it on his own. And someone, Tony Khan or Matt or whoever, needs to be there to be like, hey. Let's slow it down. Do you think that's going to happen? Uh, it should. Yeah, that's not what I asked. Yeah, that's what I answered. <laughs> All right, good. I hope you're right. I don't think that it's going to happen. Because we, we have Sting's... I also hope that I'm right. I No, I hope that you're right. But we got Sting's old ass doing it. Love Sting. Uh, he was throwing pom-poms at MJF yesterday because it's fucking Sting. Um, mm -hmm. God, he's just... I'm not a babysitter. I'm a cheerleader. Yeah, and just fucking throw... God, Sting's fucking wild. Just that motherfucker's career is wild. AEW Sting is like, I think my favorite version of Sting. It's not Surfer? Like, it's it's somehow past Crow Sting. Like, Crow Sting will always be my favorite Sting. Yeah. But then it's just like, he because he doesn't... He doesn't give a fuck. It's, it's AEW Sting, yeah, he's, he's, he's old, he knows he's old, but he's still just like, fuck it, I'll jump off the stage. Yeah, these I'll 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 make my tag team partners go out by themselves so I can jump off the the entry ramp or off of the 
the tunnels yeah. onto the people coming out after him. Like, but he also, he doesn't really cut a ton of promos. He's just hanging out with Darby. Yeah. Just chilling with Darbs. And then like he, and then when he does say stuff, he's fucking insane. Says weird. He's wild. Sting is wild. I, the, the sting orange Cassidy. Oh yeah. Those are always my favorite. Are some of my favorite. Just the, the, the slow, yeah. the chest, the the gorilla uh, chest pound, like oh, it's it's so good. No, I Sting is anti Ric Flair to me, where like Ric Flair is an old man in wrestling that I wish um, would just leave, not die, just leave. Whereas Sting, I'm just like, can we keep you around for as long as physically possible and you not die? I'll give him my knees. Yeah, same. Like I would, yeah, hundred percent. I'm not doing anything with him. Fuck it. I literally, okay. Uh, this isn't a tangent. We always knew we were going to talk about this. This is part of a news story. I, I left for lunch today and it was beautiful out. And, and I was like, you know what? I've gotten into Pokemon go again recently because like my office, I can hit like three different Pokestops Just, all at once. Yeah, so yeah. it's like worth it. And I was like, you know what? I'm actually going to walk. Cause that's one thing I haven't done is like, I don't like the, kilometers walked that i've logged since re-downloading it when i was in the hospital is still like half of one yeah because i'm not i'm not gonna walk that's no, gross that's that shit's stupid. gross but i got out it was gorgeous out there was a nice breeze and i'm like you know what there i where i'm gonna eat lunch is literally just like a, a few blocks away i'm gonna walk and i'll have my pokemon go up and i'll get you know some, make some candies with my gyarados and I'll catch some Pokemon on my way down. And then I got down there and I ordered, I got my food and I started to walk back and walking back is mostly uphill. And I was like, Oh no. And I am not wearing walking shoes. I'm wearing my fucking, yeah. Like borderline dress shoes for work. And I'm like, Oh no, this, was a bad this idea. is a bad idea. I my took, calves are on fire and I am very fat. I was, I was doing my, uh, after work program today and I took three steps and felt gas. Like, I felt like Shane McMahon, and I was like, I wrestled You're four a... days ago. <laughs> okay, we're moving on. I'm, d- I'm done talking to you. Uh, all in, Jeff Hardy's back. Uh, WWE has announced, uh, they announced on SmackDown that the draft is returning. The only reason I have this on the news, because we don't do, like, storyline breakdown stuff a lot, is what is your reaction to hearing that the draft is back? Now that we're no longer under, let's assume that we are under a fully Triple H creative control led WWE product. I where do you what what are your expectations slash excitement levels to learn that the draft is coming back? I don't give a shit about the draft. That's how I feel about it. I don't fucking care. That's, do you think? Let's do a bet. Okay. How many? weeks three three before someone yeah. shows up on a show yeah 100 three i give it three okay so that's that's the over under you're going under i am i'm saying over i'm saying it'll be more than three weeks i if, but i legitimately think they won't go through three pay-per-views oh especially yeah. like once we get to summer like they, they will have broken it as part of the build to SummerSlam, is what i'm gonna say yeah so august so I'll give them three months. Oh, I give them. You say three. You say three weeks. I say three months. It's because I can't give them three days because SmackDown's not on Tuesdays. <laughs> SmackDown's not on Tuesdays anymore. 
Uh, <laughs> I'll so get- you, oh, I'm going to strike you. I swear to God. SmackDown's on Friday. Monday is three days later. No, what I'm saying is I feel like they're going to fuck it up Monday to Tuesday because they used to have Tuesday night SmackDowns. Yeah, but aren't they doing it? Aren't they? Or isn't the draft going to happen on SmackDown? Oh, I thought it was happening on Raw. It might. Fuck. I don't know. I it watched, might be. I watched, if it's, because Asa, if it happens on time, SmackDown, it time. could be three days. Ace of time. What I'm saying is, is that I stopped watching Mon- or WWE after the main or the Monday Night Raw after Mania because my brain hurt. So I haven't seen any of this shit. I heard the draft was back. I don't give a fuck. And yeah, if it happens on if it happens on SmackDown, then I very much could get be right in three days. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I give it three weeks before it happens uh, because WWE does not have self control. And it's also super important to note that their champion is on both shows, and he's on at least once a month. So three weeks is a very very safe bet. Also, because See, I don't because I solo, don't think because Solo and or the Usos will also be on both shows on the wrong show that they are scheduled to. I I am right with three weeks. I should have said a week. Now that I'm mm-hmm. saying this shit out loud, I should have said a week. Um, but yeah, I don't give a fuck about the draft. I haven't given. I cared about the draft one time. And it was in 2002, and it's because I didn't know what the fuck a draft was. And I was like, you mean they're just picking people randomly for fucking Raw and SmackDown? That's cool. Also, for a 10-year-old, my brain cusses a lot. Um, but, like, I don't I don't care. I just don't. It's dumb. It's an arbitrary thing to be like, now we have these different rosters. But, fuck, we might need Drew on SmackDown, even though he's a Raw superstar. So, Drew's going to be on SmackDown for four weeks. Like, I hate the brand split. Because they don't respect their own rules. In 2003, the brand split was awesome. You know how cool it was to have Goldberg and Brock Lesnar breaking the rules of the shows? Now, granted, the payoff to that was dog shit. But, like, at least we had some fun continuity. Because it wasn't happening every other week. Like, we had it ever since that. It's dumb. It's big, dumb, it's stupid, I hate it. Yeah, I'm I also I'm curious what they do with I don't know if this is where they split the world title finally. Uh, So there is one on both shows or does he that would be it does Roman Reigns because what I think because I think you were right, but you're also simultaneously wrong because what I think they're going to do is like, well, Roman is champion of both shows. So Roman can be on both shows. And as part of that, he has made it to where like in his contracts now, the bloodline can accompany him on both shows. So I don't think we're going to see like Roman is technically a, you know, Roman can float between Raw and SmackDown, but the Usos are Raw superstars and Solo Sokoa is a SmackDown superstar. So that like that is it's either going to be that they can all just go where he goes because he's Roman and he gets what he wants or that's how they do it is that way he always has someone at each show. That is a lot of that is a lot of forethought that I do not give Vince McMahon. Which again, see me allegedly, he is not part of, he is not directing creative. Triple I, H has kept his role as head of creative. Yes, and or I, whatever the whatever the corporate lingo for that is. And I was a co-host on PWU for four years. I talked so much. What I'm getting at is that title don't mean shit. Anyway, mm-hmm. I give it three weeks. What's our next we'll story? See. What's our next story? We'll see. <laughs> I'm getting really um, irritated talking about the draft. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. And yeah, you're right. They do. They always like we've we have complained about the draft for as long as we've been podcasting. And every so time I don't want anybody draft, to. Th- yeah. 
I don't want I don't want anybody to think that I'm like that we are in disagreement here. We're just arguing about the semantics of how they're going to be like, well, actually, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, we're arguing about how they're going to fuck it up. Are, but you know what I am excited for? What? A Survivor thing. Series being about brand supremacy. That ruled one time. <laughs> and thank God, I don't like going to pay-per-views anymore. Because I went, <laughs> I went to the perfect one. I went to Survivor Series weekend 2019. And I say weekend because I do count war games. I went to mm-hmm. the perfect Survivor, the the best Survivor series that ever Survivor series. They made me believe that Rey Mysterio was going to beat Lesnar. I was a dumb, I was a dumb twenty eight year old, twenty seven year old, whatever. What I'm getting at is, it was dope whenever NXT damn near clean swept it. Yep. And now, unfortunately, after that, it just turned Rollins heel, which that was kind of dope. And then nothing else mattered past that. NXT was just like, good job, guys. Business as usual. And I liked I liked the year that Raw won the first match and then SmackDown won every other match. So but then yeah. on Raw the next night they were like, SmackDown with a queen with a clean sweep. And Xavier Woods is like, motherfucker, I won our match. And then it was like, Yeah, but you were pre show, so Yeah, so no one counted it. Oh, it's trash. It's trash. Uh real quick contract updates. Uh, uh FTR has re signed with AEW. Officially, they uh, won the championships from the from the guns last Wednesday with when it was there. If they left there or if they lost the match, they had to quit AEW, which their contracts were up. So that was the speculation well, of if do you, they are they leaving AEW or, you know, is, are they going to do the Eddie Kingston thing where they go to ROH? Yeah. Are they going back to WWE? If you believe, um, if you believe them at all, they said they've, I think Dax has been on record being like, no, we pretty much re-signed in November. We were just working mm-hmm. some shit out. And again, yeah. they were making, I'll give them credit. They kept that shit tight lipped because it did feel like there was, it was, everything was up in the air with them. So yeah. good on them. When but it, it was also a concentrated, at a certain point, it's less we were working everybody and we were lying. Yeah. Which I'm fine with lying. Because I'm fine with lying in that kind of situation. That lie hurts literally nobody. It's the the difference being Dax Hardwood the character being say like Dax Hardwood the character on television or on some sort of like AEW platform saying we will quit AEW, we will leave AEW forever is one thing. Whenever Dax, I'm blanking on his real name, but it doesn't matter because it's, I don't know him. So who needs the real name? Whenever he's on like his podcast that is unscripted and out of character says, oh yeah, no, we, we have not made a decision. We don't know what we're doing, but as soon as we do, because you, the fans mean so much to us, the second we know is when we'll let you know. Oh, well, yeah, we've known for months, but we just didn't want to say anything. I'm fine with that. No, I don't care. That's fine. But it takes away from any other time that if there's other other, serious topic, then why would I, I shouldn't now guess like, are you really, is CM Punk really your best friend? I mean, or are you just lying again? Are you working me, brother? Are you? Yeah. Are you working? Um, Oh, is that a work or a shoot? Uh, God, I hate wrestling. But so FTR has re-signed. Uh, Logan Paul re-signed with WWE and <laughs> decided for whatever reason to Photoshop his original signing photo with Triple H and Stephanie, where he cut out Stephanie, changed the color of his coat and the prime bottle that was on the table, 
to make it look like it was a brand new picture. It was a weird decision, but okay. Um, and then Brian Cage also has signed with AEW officially. Dope. Uh, they made signing, me- which by the way, called it. Give me an extra point for that Mania weekend prediction. Cause you picked uh Fox yeah. Christian and uh Metalik. And they made me like Swerve Strickland again. Because now he's with the embassy instead of the fucking mogul affiliate. God, I hated that so much. They made me not like Swerve as much. You know how hard that is to do? Well, bad news. The Parker Boudreaux and... I don't know if they ever told us the guy's name. Yeah. Uh, but other dude. I think they're still part of his act. They're just hurt. So now this is... They're doing this with the embassy. They they merged. Yeah. It was a merger. It unlike wasn't just, unlike oh, Endeavor. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was it a proper Swerve merger. Just, it wasn't just Swerve is like, I am in charge of you now to the embassy. Like, yeah. I think they do pop back up again. But if they don't, Prince Nana and fucking Swerve, I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm to- I'm uh, totally here for it. The fucking, um, oh, I'm blanking on the names of Cage's partners in the embassy. Oh, fuck. The fucking, uh. It doesn't help that I'm going to call them the Blanchard people because that didn't help me because that's just a different stable they were in. God damn it. Why can't I think of it? They're the trios champions or the six man champions. No, no. I was going to say they're the six man champions. Yeah, because that's what every match they're in for the Toa, Leona and Khan. Yeah. Dear Lord. I was it's fucked up and I'm and I I'm embarrassed by it. But all I could think of was um, I, I. I had Toa and Tonga yeah, in yeah. my like swapped in my head. I was like, I kept thinking Tonga. I was like, I know that's not right. No, but yeah, uh, even them like backing up Swerve would fucking roll. Um, and then I don't remember if we talked about it or if we touched on it last week or not. But Jay White uh, also signed with AEW officially. I we might have mentioned it in passing. Um, yeah, yeah, that's dope. Hopefully they do some cool shit with them. Um, what, so. The first thing they do with them is they put him with Juice Robinson to form Bullet Club Gold. I'm fine with that. I like X-Men. But why didn't, wasn't White's whole thing, like, as he was leaving New Japan, was getting kicked out of Bullet Club? It's, a, it's, a, it's an offshoot. He's, he, signed a, he signed a Bullet Club uh, employment agreement, like Vince did with WWE. He's not really in the Bullet Club anymore, but he is in the Bullet Club. See, what I'm doing is I'm calling bullshit on wrestling again. Um, yeah. Uh, it's whatever. I don't care. It's Juice Robinson, who's a rock hard baby, and Jay White. I'm cool. They can. I like. I, I'm very into the pairing. Oh I'm yeah. Very into him and go those two going after Ricky Starks. Yeah, dope. That's gonna fucking rule. Like hell yeah. It's just it's weird that you get kicked out of a group and then you can just be like, it would be like if we left Podzilla on terrible terms. Like if we were kicked from the show, but then instead of nerdy, we part started of the ring. And, and we started this, and we called it Podzilla 1985 presents Nerdy's part of the ring. You want to start like, doing that just for shit? No, and gigs? no. <laughs> we already have a logo, Dalton. Just like yeah, I'm not. We just put a little Godzilla head in the corner. Oh my god, um, <laughs> I want to do it to see how. Start emailing Shannon. Upload this to your your feed, motherfucker. Um, the it, but it, it's it it would be like. I'm trying to think of something that it would be like, does Pat McAfee have a co-host? He has multiple co-hosts. Does he have like one that's like a super co-host? Ish. Uh, he has a group of friends that he always records with. 
Okay, so you're useless. It'd be like if Andy Richter and Conan O'Brien had a terrible split. Yeah. And Conan O'Brien very publicly fired Andy Richter. So Andy Richter started a show that was Conan Presents Andy Richter. Andy Richter. Richter. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, no, this is Conan O'Brien late night. Like, no, you, you don't get to just do that. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he didn't actually get kicked out. But I'm pretty sure he did. Um, he didn't. He had to leave New Japan. So in leaving New Japan, you would assume he wasn't part of Bullet Club anymore. Yeah, but didn't he lose? Didn't the match that he put his New Japan career on the line against uh, was against someone in Bullet Club? I don't think so. I know that <laughs> El Fantasmo got the uh, the boot because Dave Finley is now like the new. And that motherfucker is just straight up wearing a uh, Jay White cosplay now. Uh, he just looks like Jay White, but a little beefier. Um, you're looking this up, and I was it against Sonata? I feel like it was against Sonata. Sonata, well, Sonata just Sonata just won the the championship, but he's not part of Bullet Club. No, what I'm saying is, is I think that he lost against Sonata. Is what I am saying. Was it Eddie Kingston that he lost? I don't know. Now I'm throwing names against the wall here, just hoping. For... His last his last match to where he had to lose New Japan. He had to leave New Japan because he he lost a match where he had to leave Japan. Yeah. And then he lost a match where he had to leave the company. Yeah. The the match where he had to leave the company was against Eddie Kingston. Oh, okay. So that's why that sounded right. Um, Who was the one that he had to leave Japan? Is that what you're looking up? That's what I'm that's what I'm trying to find. Gotcha. Um, That being said, because I'll talk over dead air. Um. It is a weird choice to call him Bullet Club Gold. Uh, that being said, I feel like it's a good way to get Bullet Club relevant again in America, even though I don't feel like it needs it, per se. Um, and also, like, nobody in America outside... Well, no, they have the TNA um, contingency um, and impact, because you have Chris Bay and... Uh, oh, fuck. Ace Austin. And they're the Bullet Club representatives in impact so it makes sense do they have like a weird name you watch impact i don't No, they're literally they're literally just bullet, bullet club. club okay which like again i love x-men I, you can give me some weird like the marauders was a cool book give me the marauders of bullet club that that's a comic book i need now uh but yeah no uh it's whatever i love the pairing juice robinson has like in the last like four years has just made me love him so much and this, like, his promos of being so fucking unhinged with the rock hard stuff is probably my favorite thing. Uh, just because you can do goofy-ass promos in New Japan, and he has just decided that that's what he's going to do now. And he's taking it to America. Thank you. You're still looking this up. No, it's... So I'm reading it, but I can't... So Hikuleu is who... And I know I said that I butchered that. He's who beat... Uh, Jay White. Jay White and the loser has to leave. Okay, so he was a former member of. The yeah, club. he wasn't a. He's not a current member because they all got kicked out. Or because he got no, kicked they, out they with split. the Gorillas of Destiny. They split. They, yeah, they 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 did the split where they became a Bullet Club of like the firing squad or some shit, and then I think they ended up getting kicked out. Yeah, that's okay. Because um, they kicked out. He didn't get kicked out at the same time, but he had a problem with. Uh, but like, because they got picked at, kicked out, he was pissed at, um, Bullet Club. Jay White. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, so uh, it's a weird choice, but they can make shirts. And those shirts will sell because it's Bullet Club. It's just weird that you have some of the most famous members of Bullet Club history. Or in Bullet Club history, and you're like, and these are, this is Bullet Club gold. I yeah. almost said I was like Bullet Club Elite, and then I realized as I thought that the first time I heard it, I was like, wait a minute, I'm stupid. <laughs> that's, that's been done before. <laughs> I was just like, um, I am a little, I am a literal idiot. Um, so yeah, that was a terrible few minutes. I apologize. No, we're good. Um, but I was just very confused. It's mainly, it's mainly because I had to talk over all of it, and that's why it was so bad. And we'll try to never well, do no, it again. Well, no, because it's... Just one person talking it while another one is like actively like I'm not. So the last time I was being dismissive, this time I'm not. I wasn't <laughs> trying to ignore you, but I needed to to actually like absorb the information. Out yeah, there. no, you're good. So yeah, I and I don't keep up with New Japan as much as I should have. So that's why it confused me because I was like, wait, Hikaleo is he was he's Bullet Club. Why are they fighting? I, I will also say even back whenever I was like really deep in New Japan, mm-hmm. it was super hard for me to keep up because like. They're like Kingdom Hearts. Every little show they do fucking matters. Like, yeah. it's wild. Which is cool. Oh, yeah, it's Which dope is awesome. as fuck, yeah. Um, New Japan World was like... I was watching that on par with uh, fucking Network, Network for a while. Because mm-hmm. I remember I would just go to the store and just start fucking watching New Japan matches. Because I was like, I don't need commentary for this. This is fucking two meaty men slapping meat. Yeah, just, <laughs> this is just... Who hit harder? Yeah. Let's Ishi, find out. <laughs> uh, it's, it's either Ishii or Suzuki. It was one of those two fucks. It yep. was never, and if it was them two, it was the fans, because they were, like, fucking just trying not to die on their, imp- like, it was like Thor's hammer and the fucking shield at the same time smacking. And whenever they had a, a, a American or an English speaker in the ring, you didn't need commentary, because they would just do their own commentary, and it was all just, fuck you. <laughs> God. Juice, Robins- I, Juice I, Robinson... In New Japan was so much. The first time I saw him in New Japan, where he was doing that, it, I was just like, "What the fuck?" Will <laughs> this rules? Uh, Will Osprey and Zack Saber Jr. Because again, <laughs> yeah. they can say "cunt" and nobody like bats an yeah, eye. No one blinks an eye, and they just. I just we we have to pay a fine now. Thank yeah, you. You're good. Um, did you hear that Paige had to pay a fine on AEW because she said "twat"? Yeah, <laughs> that poor lady. I mean, she's good for it. Tony, if Tony didn't pay that fine for her, but you have John Moxley saying, fuck that guy, you're a dick. Like, Tony, get your house in order. Because I feel I'm like... I'm pretty sure he also, Moxley also had to pay fine. Like, I'm willing to bet he, like... It reminds me of the bit in his autobiography where he's talking about cussing after the U.S. title match. Yeah. And, like, having to apologize to that uh, bucktooth beaver motherfucker. Yeah. And... Then like them not accepting the apology or whatever, uh, all of that. But then yeah, now he's in AEW and he's just like, literally, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, like it's just I'm just gonna say it. Um, but just jumping forward because we still got stuff to talk about and we're already running longer than I was anticipating. Um, big news that broke today from Fightful as part of a Fightful Select report. So I'm not gonna just like read it verbatim, but it has been aggregated since then, so you can go and look it up. But essentially, the newest report, the up, newest update in the CM Punk uh, AEW drama is that Punk and AEW are actively in talks and there are tentative plans in place for CM Punk to make his return to AEW. Uh, the report includes that Punk has been open to talking to working with the elite with uh, Omega and the Bucks He's also open to working with Jericho. 
uh, he's uh, he is more open. The report kind of makes it seem like he is more open to the idea of working together than Omega and the Bucks are. There was he uh, going to be a meeting between Punk and Jericho so they could kind of hash things out. But whether or not that meeting has happened, they didn't say. Yeah, uh, they don't. They may not have even known. Um, and like, I get it. On the one hand, yes, ter- make money, put it behind you. Y'all are millionaires. Just fucking get over it. Yeah, it's you have a bunch of millionaires being fucking babies. And like, granted, granted, yes. At the same time, at the same time, I will say that like, I kind of get it on the elite side. Oh, yeah. Of just like, yeah, of course, punk wants to come back because punk wants to be wants to make millions more dollars. But like, if I had a coworker that very publicly shit all over me and when i went to talk to him about it i was heated but he just swung at me and his boy bit me (laughs) and now i gotta sit here and have the internet tell me that like i just need to get over it and still work with this dude uh maybe fuck you yeah no no. there's i don't want any part of that there's no right so like i do get it but at the same time i am not making millions of dollars yeah Here's because like here's the thing. I could make millions of dollars. I can't. I'm not, I'm not saying this is a possibility. I'm just saying hypothetically speaking, I could make millions of dollars wrestling if I was one of the EVPs at AEW. Cool. But you know, it'd be more cool than a million dollars, two million dollars, and I feel like that Punk feud might get me to the two million or however much, whatever million that you are not currently at, you could get working this Punk feud because that's that's gonna be a big money feud. For better or for worse. And it's, I was on record saying, uh, probably on this show, that I have no fucking want or need for what the internet wants of FTR and Punk versus the Elite. I don't fucking want that match because here's the thing they're going to pull some work shoot bullshit where they're throwing just, it's going to look, it's going to not look like a wrestling match that's not becoming of any of those six guys. And they're doing Mm -hmm. it to appease the smart fan. And being like, oh, but that punch right there, that was real. That was Matt getting his receipt. Like, no. Yeah. That's fucking stupid. That's fucking stupid. Now, if they can... As they, sta- as they stand there hockey fighting yeah. while like, Kenny Omega climbs up onto the top rope and they're glancing up every once in a while. Yeah. Um, you know, two minutes later. And, like, I... If they can all sit in a room together, and not saying they should... I am saying it's a bunch of millionaires being babies towards each other. It's... There's, yeah. there's not a single person in the right. Um... The Bucks, pro- the, the Elite probably shouldn't have went into the room right after Punk said all that shit. But Punk shouldn't have also been playing fuck around and find out. There's not an innocent party in this whole situation. I think there's more guilty than others, yes. But, like, no, they were all being fucking children. Trust me, I know. I deal with children a lot. It's That whole situation, I feel like, is a middle... That was a middle school principal's fucking wet dream. Of just like, oh, I gotta break this fight up. I gotta mediate this. Like... That's, like, as I read all this shit, as it happened to brawl out, and after you get past the initial, like, what the fuck just happened on this press conference, and then the next day happens, and you're like, there was a fucking fist bite, a steel bit a motherfucker, there was a dog involved? Like, after you get past the initial shock, and you read it, it looks like fucking high school drama bullshit. And they're millionaires. That's what I'm like, I get what you're saying, Asa, and you're totally right, but at the same time, I don't think you're right, because it's just like, no, it's a bunch of fucking 30 and 40 year old people 
acting like fucking children. Mm-hmm. And then you have Captain Insurrection being like, maybe we should not be airing our shit out in dirty laundry. See, and this is the whole thing of just like, I was a locker room leader. <laughs> as, like I, I should hate wrestling so much more than I really do. Sometimes that being said, I don't, Wait, that was, I don't necessarily, if they say Wembley stadium is going to be the elite versus punk and FTR. If that's the match we get at Wembley for one, you're selling it out. I'm sorry. You fucking are. And two, I hope that, the four people involved, because I feel like FTR, they're just consummate professionals, because uh, we've only ever seen them be consummate professionals. If the other four parties involved can decide that, like, let's get over our own dicks. I'm going to just real quick pause. Yeah. I'm, I don't think you can call someone who has a podcast where he talks about his workplace drama a consummate professional. Okay, cool. That's true. I am a big fa- Again, I'm, I'm a big fan of of ftr and of dax okay but like, right, let me fix it i can let me fix it i'll fix it i'll fix they it. will do whatever punk does i will fix it there is one consummate professional out of the six cash wheeler <laughs> and hopefully the other five can get their their shit in a row and then like i don't want the match but if that's what we're leading to if that's what the big overarching thing is i hope it's a good match i fucking hope it's a good match but i need you to know I don't give a fuck about that storyline potentially happening. CM Punk being back, fucking cool. I don't want to see CM Punk face anybody in the elite. I don't want to see him face Jericho, and I don't want to see him face Hangman. Now, unfortunately, I just rattled off five of the bigger names in the company that I just don't want to see him work. You don't want to see him immediately jump into a six-month feud with Jericho? No. I did. Okay, so I saw something on Reddit. Oh my that god! Legit made me laugh out loud. Ra- it legit made me laugh out loud. It'll make you laugh. I promise you. Okay. It was Jericho and CM Punk standing across the ring from each other. Jericho says to CM Punk, "Oh, if you want to fight me at AEW Revolution or whatever the next pay per view would be at Revolution, you have to beat every single member of the Jericho Appreciation Society." CM Punk says, "No, nah, I don't care," and just leaves. He muted himself. Wow. What a bitch. No. What a bitch. <laughs> I'm just like, that's a, that's a choice. That would be. No, that would be fucking hilarious of just like, you have to jump through like, and Punk just like, nah, no, nah. I did that with MJF. You think I'm doing that with you? Cause then I, and then I picture Jericho just being like, what? Wait, no. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. And then he just immediately starts negotiating what against it, what himself. If, what if it's just Jake? What if it's just Jake? Like, you just, you that rest- would be funny. That would like, it would be, I, I like that idea because I also think that if, Maybe not to Punk, but, like... Somebody. If Keith he Lee. tried to do that to, like... If Ricky Starks, or Keith Lee... Yeah. Was like, well, they've already... Well, <laughs> what an idiot I am. I almost said, well, they already wrestled, so that wouldn't make sense. Um, <laughs> fucking moron. If Ricky Starks would have just been like, nah, I'm not gonna do that again. I'm not gonna do that. Just... Well, hold on. Just... I think Jericho would do that. Yeah. Because I think he would also think, it at a certain point, would think it's funny. Maybe not against Punk, because they have... You know, he has an issue with him. Yeah. But yeah, I, just, I don't, I also, I don't know if that match alone is strong enough to sell out Wembley. Yes. Because to, because to sell out Wembley, they would have to potentially outsell like WrestleMania. Wembley I, Stadium holds like 90,000 people for soccer. Okay. So one of the two, it's a very unfortunate, the whole Vince McMahon thing happened. Cause I was going to be like, what was the biggest story in wrestling last year? And then I realized that Vince was probably still the bigger story, but brawl out and that whole thing 
literally shook that company in a company that literally had so many things that should have shook it with like Andrade slapping motherfuckers and stuff. Um, like that punk thing and that fucking presser after the mox match and everything like that is an infamous moment in wrestling history. If you can, and it's, it's still recent. Like, here's the thing. It's not like the screw job 25 years later. And they're like, we're going to have Brett and Sean in the ring for the first time since the screw job, because TNA impact is running on Mondays. Like this is still a very relevant situation that happened. And it's super important to note that the bucks sold out, um, a 10,000 seat arena with all in the first time. Yes. I'm aware that Wembley's way bigger. And Punk sold out uh, maybe the same arena, or was it Chicago Airlines? Sold out an arena on the rumor that he was going to be there. If they say FTR and Punk versus Omega, and I get, yes, the bias of it being Chicago. But what I was going to say, it was in his hometown where he is a god already. Yes. Like, I think if I think if you have that match, you sell out Wembley. I just, I don't, I don't know if it's on the back of that match alone. Oh, I, and again, I, I think I'm it just, is. Because WrestleMania sells the tickets that they sell because people are coming from all over the world. Yeah. I don't know if there's if you're going to see that influx of American fans going to London. You don't think of half of Chicago won't fucking fly to Chica- or to Wembley to see that match? Half of Chicago hasn't been outside of Chicago. Yeah. I'm just picturing it's a city full of Charlie Kellys <laughs> who are terrified to leave city and they eat stickers all the time, dude. I... I don't know. And again, I could be wrong. I do know that apparently, like, I did see a report that, like, hotels and Airbnbs immediately started to, like, they had a huge uptick in people booking rooms already. I also think that because so the the potential return date for CM Punk is Fightful reported that it could be June 21st or before. June 21st is the last Dynamite and Rampage taping before Forbidden Door 2, and it's taking place in Chicago. Yeah. So we could be getting another CM Punk Chicago return. Yeah. Which at the same time, like, this run, he has to fucking stay healthy. Has to. I'm sorry. Has to. But, like, you, I can't deal with another CM Punk return for only for him to leave again. Uh, for whatever reason. Yeah. Like, he thinks someone in the crowd says something that rhymes with Cabana, and he just fucking sees red and starts swinging um i just i'm i i you know it could be exciting i'm similar i'm closer to you than i'm not in the sense of like do i want to see punk in the elite not particularly i do love the idea of punk and ftr as a as a trios like let them go after the trios titles for sure yeah i don't care who has them at this point like house of black fuck yeah like whatever combination of of three-man teams you want to throw at them? I'm on. I am very on board for that. It'd be a good six-man like, championship. I don't feud. know if I necessarily need to see Punk in the Elite or Punk in the Bucks or you know FTR in the Bucks. Anything like anything like yeah. that at this point. So we'll see though, and I'm sure I'm sure this news will change fifty times. There will be new reports. There will be contradicting reports. We got two months. Before, be, we have two months before June twenty first, baby. Yeah, well, there will be vague. Instagram stories and podcasts and all of that. So uh, that is it for the news. Before we get to wrestling with articulation, which we're not going to spend a ton of time on, um, I do want to give a shout out to Impact Rebellion is this Sunday. You can order it on YouTube. 
Impact, I've said it before, I'll say it again, has been very, very underrated. They have low-key been just a highlight in the pro wrestling world. And this is a stacked show, really. Um, on Really, to me, on the back of, uh, I would say maybe three, four matches for sure. But I think all four of them are going to rule. First one being the last rights match between PCO and Eddie Edwards. Yeah. Uh, they were honor no more stablemates, but for Eddie Edwards just like was constantly berating and blaming PCO. PCO finally snapped. And now uh, it's basically a uh, it's their version of a casket match or burial live match. One of the two. It's basically the same kind of match. Just one has a set. The other one just has a casket. Huh. It's been a while since I've seen the... <laughs> so... Oh, so it is more of a casket match. Okay. I'm looking at the Wikipedia entry for it. The last rights match is an Impact Wrestling variation where a casket is lowered into the center of the ring, and the objective is to get your opponent into the casket, which is raised to the ceiling following the match. The first last rights match was done between Sting and Abyss. Vince Russo came up with this match. The match was perceived to be a disaster because neither wrestler could work properly due to the placement of the casket in the center of the ring, which limited and obstructed their workspace. The match went over so badly that during the match, the enraged crowd screamed fire Russo so loudly that the commentators had to yell into their microphones to be heard. Everything about that sounds correct. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love that. Also, yeah, don't put a giant thing in the middle because the, the second you said that i was like how do you work around that like because like <laughs> the middle of the ring is kind of the spot of the ring where you want to fall all the time like yeah so you just put a giant out- go ahead the answer is you don't yeah i was about to say the answer is you shouldn't um uh, that sounds dope though i like pco and Eddie Edwards a lot yep uh six-man tag team match the design uh which is going to be any combination of deaner angels callahan or Khan. Uh, taking on the team of Dirty Dango, Joe Hendry, and Santino Morella. Uh, if you're unaware, which I'm assuming, Dalton, you are, Santino Morella is the director of authority. Yeah. Uh, he is the authority figure, on-air authority figure, after uh, Scott Damore was taken out by Bully Ray. And Fucking rules. They're doing the big design story of them trying to recruit and initiate uh, Callahan. So he, the, their shtick was like, oh, you have to destroy authority. So he took out uh, Santino backstage and then this match happened. Uh, the Impact Knockouts World Tag Team Championships, uh, the Coven, Kylan King and Taylor Wilde defend against the Death Dolls, uh, Jessica and Rosemary. Uh, Ultimate X match for the Impact World Tag Team Championship. This is another one of those matches that there's no way this doesn't fucking rule. Uh, it is the Bullet Club, Ace Austin, and Chris Bay defending and against in. the Motor City Machine Guns. You said Ultimate X and Chris Bay. I'm already in. <clears throat> yeah. God, I love Chris Bay. Uh, yep. That match is going to rule. Uh, and then there's a three-way elimination match for the Impact X Division Championship as Trey Miguel defends against Jonathan Gresham and Mike Bailey. That'll rule. Yep. And I like that it's an elimination match. Yeah. So, like... I like when they're when like three ways are elimination matches. A ten wrestler hardcore war is Team Dreamer, Tommy Dreamer, Frankie Kazarian, Yuya Yamura, Killer Kelly, and uh, uh, God, my brain turned off. Bupinder Gujar taking on Team Bully, Bully Ray, Kenny King, Masha Slamovich, 
the good hands, Jason Hotch and John Schuyler. Because Tommy Dreamer and Bully Ray need to have a feud in 2023. It's impact. It's impact. Yeah. They do a lot of good. It's they one do of those a lot things of good. It's just like, you gotta give them some grace. For every, yeah, like, they, as exciting as the, like, the last three matches sound, you can give me a down moment. Yeah. And, I mean, it's, it, it's just gonna be, like, a big slugfest. I'm not sure what a 10 wrestler hardcore war uh, is gonna look like. I think it is kind of like a, sir, um, not Survivor Series. War games. War, a war game style match just without the two rings and yeah. the cage, probably. Um, because they did a match to, like, determine who has the advantage. Um, so, we'll see how that goes. This match, I think, is finalized tonight. So, I don't know. Basically, Mickey James was injured. And so, there's two scenarios. Either the Impact Knockouts Championship is going to be Jordan Grace versus Deanna Perrazzo for the vacated uh, Knockouts Championship, or if Mickey James is set to be cleared in time for the show, it'll be a triple threat. Mm-hmm. And she holds on to the title. But if she can't compete by Sunday, then she will relinquish the title, and that match becomes... Uh, it's just a Singles. one-on-one. <clears throat> which either like both of those scenarios are which obviously you you hope that mickey james can is healthy and is able to defend because it would suck for her to have to relinquish the title after the whole last rodeo stretch yeah uh where if she lost a match before winning the title she would retire so uh that would be a bummer and then the vacant impact world championship will be decided as Kushida takes on Steve Macklin. And this should have been my power of positivity, now that I think about it. But Josh Alexander relinquishing the championship because he has the torn triceps um, is a super bummer. He is the longest reigning Impact champion in history. He's just shy of a year, a full year as champion. He has been doing just fucking killer work. And the segment where he relinquished the title when he went to hand the belt to day more and his son ran and yanked the belt and like ran it back to his mom. Oh my heart. Yeah. So good. My favorite Josh Alexander kid thing was just like, he keeps slapping his thigh in karate. Yeah. This is just, <laughs> it's so just like, God damn it. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> no, I saw that clip. I did see that clip and I was like, Oh man, that's, that's feels. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it sounds like a great card. Uh, that X to, or the ultimate X match. Fuck, that's gonna rule. Because uh, like Motor City Machine Guns, I'm pretty sure like that's just their match at this point. Um, and yeah, I love Chris Bay. A lot of those matches sound dope as fuck. Um, even the casket in the middle of the ring match sounds like. I like PCO a lot, so they probably again they probably are just gonna make that be a more nope it's traditional be in the like it's of the on ring. the nope middle of the ring. Uh. They're gonna well, cut. The sh- they're gonna cut a a hole in the ring to put the casket there, so you can bump on the casket. Um, God, I hope that's not what I'm is gonna happen. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, Someone would die. No, PCO- like either in that match, that match, or whatever match before it. Where that's it's what like, happened. Oh, we didn't. That's what happened to Bulldog. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so. Such a and that's what moment. you hope happens now. Boy, we really lost the European market on this one. Rest in peace. No, I'm getting it back. See, I have this bulldog figure from uh, SummerSlam 1992. Anyway, before we jump into any of this action figure bullshit and wrestling with articulation, uh, that is Impact Rebellion. Check it out. Support Impact. They do some cool shit. 
And like I said, the the X Division match is gonna fucking rule. The Ultimate X match for the tag titles is gonna be awesome. Um, Kushida. So Steve Macklin, when I first like kind of realized that he was going to be a main event player in Impact, I was kind of like, really? He sold me. I'm yeah. on board with it. He's really totally. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very much someone who was not utilized at all uh, in his time in WWE, uh, as well as he could have been. Uh, even the hardcore war is gonna be is probably gonna be you know a fun car crash. Uh, the knockouts world title I'm uh, is is exciting. Perazzo is so fucking good, um, and so is you know Mickey James, Jordan Grace, both like this. It's, it looks like it's gonna be a really really good show. So, uh, and then wrestling with articulation. One bit of news: um, AEW's community manager has spoken up to debunk statements made by kenny omega and tony khan not good uh (laughs) clarifying that aew fight forever is not quote a finished game um he tweeted out that uh he tweeted out it's someone asking about it i mean if you want an unfinished game sure we could release now the game is doing really well and is getting there but not 100 percent yet so yeah just another rumor on twitter i fear on Twitch via WrestleZone, uh, and this is from IGN, Holland Bro went into a bit more detail as to why there was so much discrepancy between THQ Nordic and AEW leadership's perspectives, saying the problem is what is that the two groups see it very differently. He explained that as a publisher, THQ Nordic doesn't consider a game done until it's ready to go out the door, including elements such as platform certification, retail distribution, and a lot more. He also said that AEW Fight Forever is in a good state. Quote, I do not believe anybody lied, he said. I do not believe that there's any kind of miscommunication in any shape or form. I believe that simply some people look at it differently because they don't look at it through the eyes of a publisher. A lot goes into it. And for me, as somebody who is part of the publishing house, it's very different for me what completes a game and what doesn't. Speaking to Kotaku, Hollandbro clarified even further, offering a list of elements AEW Fight Forever still needs to finalize before it can be considered finished, including passing QA tests, localization in seven languages, polish, retail and shipping deals, certification, platform optimization, marketing plans, and yes, that elusive ESRB rating. An additional THQ Nordic spokesperson told the outlet that AEW Fight Forever will be released when it's done. Um, (laughs) That's a non-answer if I've ever heard one. No, that that is a very clear answer. No, no, just, just like it's you gonna have Tony Khan. Com- yeah, no, no. What I'm saying is just like, well, when's it coming out? When it's done? That doesn't help. No, me. but it's. I mean, it's a but, good thing to hear. Like, I want to hear that, but it's just yeah, one it's of those, a good answer. Yeah, you don't want to because then you you end up with something like Suicide Squad, yeah, which got delayed to May of this year, and then just today they pushed it all the way back to February of next year. Ooh. So like that's a nine month delay on top of it already being delayed. Yeah. So that game is in rough shape. Um, whereas this, it's like, no, we want to put out, they want to put out a, pol- a polished c- whole product. Now, I don't think that we're going to be like if, in whatever kind of, because Omega at one point said that he hoped the game would come out in 22. And then there was like the filler, the placeholder date of February of this year, which has clearly come and gone. So like, I don't think we're looking at like, oh, the roster is going to be even bigger or, oh, we're going to get a bunch of different match types or, you know, they're not going to add additional stuff. But the game will run well or it'll run like it's supposed to. And it'll, you know, not be a a buggy, glitchy mess like 2K20. Yeah. 
So, um, but yeah, take your time with it. I would rather a great game comes out later than, you know, you push something out that, um, like, I don't know if you have followed it at all, but like Redfall, big Xbox exclusive is set to come out here um, at the end of the month or at the beginning of uh, May. At the beginning of May, because it's like four days after Jedi Survivor. And they just came out and said, oh, hey, by the way, um, we're not going to have performance mode. It's going to be locked at 30 frames per second. Yeah. On the most powerful console on the market. Their exclusive title (laughs) can't run at 60 frames per second. And they're catching all sorts of shit online for that. So, excuse me. So yeah, it's take your time with it, polish her up. Let, but like, yes, I am. I also very much want to just play this fucking game. Yeah, but uh, I understand. We're not. We're not. We're not being shitty about it. It's just I want to play the game. So really quick, uh, WCW Nitro stage. Before I get into my meat and potatoes of what I've been buying the last couple weeks, um, I saw this post as I was looking for action figure things from uh, Brian Myers on Wrestling Figures Anonymous. Uh, not his actual Facebook page. This is just another one that he's a part of. And uh, in a world of negativity, I've been doing nothing but promoting this entrance as pos- positively as I possibly can. Um, but last night, I said a little prayer and asked for just three thousand people to find the money to back this. Uh, to back this, lo and behold, looks like the big guy found a way to help me out once again. So we had a poll last night from Action Figure Attack on Instagram, which is one of the guys that runs, like, works in Mattel's WWE department, and it was like, mm-hmm. "All right, guys." Let's say, hypothetically speaking, if we could add one of these five figures to the base 5,000 backing, which one would you like? And of course, like by 80% of everybody voting, it was fucking Steiner. Because I can tell you right now, I have a DDP, I have 50 Rays, like I have everybody but Steiner. So Steiner is, we just got like literally 20 minutes ago, we got a thing from Action Figure Attack that said, big news coming to the crowdfunder tomorrow, and it was Rey Mysterio, and then a censored out box next to it so it's gonna Mm. happen tomorrow god i it'd be even doper if it's something cooler but it's not gonna be it's gonna be scott steiner they're gonna say if we get to five thousand, you get the stage you get ray and you're gonna get steiner instead of having to try to get nine thousand. and i i do honestly think that if we get steiner we'll at least hit five thousand, which is a bummer because i was starting to be like oh i can just spend this four hundred dollars somewhere else so now i have to (laughs) re-budget my whole life um because we're still at two thousand and we've been at two thousand for like a week um, but yeah, no, so it looks like they're going to add Scott Steiner to it. I just love that Brian Myers posted and said, well, I prayed to God and he finally came through, uh, he came for, through for me again. And I think we're going to get Steiner with it. I think we're going to get this thing back. It's just the, it's the absurdity of it all. Um, but hopefully we get the stage. Uh, it looks like there's multiple ways to display the stage, uh, because the thing's fucking huge. Um, like you remember WrestleMania 34, whenever they had the big raw set up and I was like, that would be the coolest thing ever. Yeah, that's how big this WCW Nitro stage is. It's not bigger because that Monday, like as cool as Monday Night Raw in 98 was, the WCW Nitro stage was way more grand. Like you had the big box letters like Monday Night Raw. You just pretty much had the screen. Um, They also said that if we get this uh, crowdfunder going, that Raw stage will be the next crowdfunder they do. And it'll be a lot cheaper than what they initially thought it was going to be, because if we can get this one funded, they'll have to like put all the molding in to get this one done and they can reuse some of it for the Monday night raw. They said like the raw stage was going to cost $600. If we can get this, this WCW nitro stage done and we get some of the tooling out of the way, it'll be substantially lower to it's probably another $400 stage. 
Um, but that's all speculation. Well, that's all what they've said. They didn't say 400, but they're just saying it'll be a lot more cost effective if we get WCW Nitro funded. Because the way toy companies work, they have to have a certain amount of parts. And if you have to make new parts, that gets really fucking expensive. Like the first copy of something costs like $20,000. And then every copy after that costs like a buck or some shit like that. Because once you have the molding for it, you could just pour it, put it together, fucking done. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping, I'm still hoping we get the WCW Nitro stage. If we get Steiner in the, like, if you can just get Steiner, um, with the 5,000 backing, I do think that there will be a sizable jump and there's a solid chance you'll get it because that's an exclusive figure that you can only get with the crowdfunder in that form. Are they going to make other Steiners? Well, they won't make Rick, but we definitely will get more Scots. Um, but they'll still make a Rick. Yeah, I know. I think we're still going to get that Rick. Um, but yeah, no, it's just. I, this, fuck him but they'll make his toy yeah and it's one of those being like where's my line of decency i have an actual murderer um allegedly uh but yeah he can't sue you that's that's true to me to might um anyway i've bought a lot of toys in the last couple weeks asa i have um a top five and one of my think is an action figure of the year so I'm going to start, I've been buying the Ultimate lines a lot, uh, which our buddy Tyler, I've been he's been getting really into. The two Ultimates I bought are AJ Styles, which this figure is like the best AJ. You need it if you like AJ Styles at all. Super dope. Comes with like a phenomenal forearm head where the hair is flowing, which is usually I really hate. Um, but it looks super cool on this one. And then the Ultimate Warrior from WrestleMania 7. I did not give a fuck about this action figure. I wasn't going to buy this action figure. And then Mattel, WrestleMania Weekend, Said, hey, we're making the Ultimate Macho Man to go along with it. Asa, I'm currently looking at the Elite they made in 2011. It was literally the only action figure that Macho Man got to hold of himself in the Mattel line before he died. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have the Elite of it. I have the matching figure already, but they're making the Ultimate, and it's a Macho Man. So, Asa, do I need that figure? Yes. It is, no. Oh. It's, an, oh, okay. it's an exact repaint with Ultimate Articulation. Well, it looks a lot better, too. But, like, I need the warrior. And I was like, I don't give a fuck about warrior. Uh, I feel like our feelings of warrior are very, you you know what they are if you've listened to us for any amount of time. But I can't say that his figures don't fucking rock. Um, thanks to you, I was able to get the first se- figure of Series 18, uh, Pauly Dangerously. I put the EC. Legends Series 18, what, that is. What did I say? Of Series 18. Oh, Legends 18 of Pauly Dangerously. I have the ECW hat on him. That's kind of dumb. But, like, we get Dangerous Alliance, and I have the stunning Steve Austin somewhere. These two, whenever I set up everything, these two will be sitting next to each other. He even has the fucking giant brick cell phone. I can't believe they got me excited for a 1992 Paul Heyman figure, but goddamn it, they did it, and this figure rules. Um, and then, this may be Jazzware Figures of the Year for me. And I'm super pissed off at you for mentioning it earlier, because this it's Ruby Soho. This figure... Mm-hmm fucking rules if you've gone back like if you've ever like if you've listened to it any amount of time and i do like my top 10 figures of the year my aew figures are always really random ones but it's whenever they give me a whole figure in one shot wardlow and i think powerhouse hobbs are my two like aew figures of the year that they've given me because they come with like an expressive head sculpt and they come with a screaming head sculpt and they did that with ruby soho she has like the rocker tongue out one and then she has the stoic one. And you can, like, so you can have Ruby doing one of her two emotions. Um, the deco work on this is so fucking insane. They did so much work detailing her, to, like, tattoos and everything. And But, like, even the, like, upper torso and the crotch piece, which usually gets, like, reused in every, like, female figure. 
they like completely re like added new sculpting to it to make it work with like her belts and stuff. Like all of this shit's added in. There's like an extra chain that hangs off. Um, it's not an actual chain, but it's like a rubberized chain. Um, just a super dope figure. Like they even like did a lot of paint work to give her all of her piercings. And like even her ears have like the the big ass gauges she has. This figure rules. Like I don't see a single figure that AEW is going to make this year that's going to beat this for me. Um, and they are giving us dog collar, blood and guts. And I still think this is fucking better. Um, I have for me personally, I can think of four that have a shot, but like right now I'm, I'm on your boat. Brody King, of like Brody King's the one that I'm like, that one could do it. Cause so like, there's, there's five that have a shot. Who, who's your four really quick before I say my like purchase of the week, the acclaimed. I don't think it's going to be better Depend- than this. Depending, I don't think it'll be better, but I think I might like it more. Oh, I might like um, it more. This is the best figure they've made in but quite yeah, a that while. Was, um, the Brody King, for sure. Um, depending on how they do it, the Ethan Page, mm-hmm. I think that one has, a re- like, if they give him the, like, obnoxious overshirt and, like, maybe the sunglasses, like, men of the year, Ethan Page, like, yeah. I think that very well could be amazing. Um, and then D- Danhausen. See, and here's my thing. I can't imagine, I can't, I don't imagine having, like, this is the, we've talked before about, like, I. there's a small list of people that I am unapologetic mark for. Yeah. When they have a match, I want them to win that match. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I will go out of my way, like, I've really slowed down on my AEW, it's like, now I'm fully just buying uh, new first-time figures, um, except for a handful of people. I see myself getting at least two Danhausens from the same like the same figure. His first figure. Yeah. I, cause I want one, I'll have one inbox cause I'm an inbox collector, but I will have one that I fully intend on opening and having at my desk, either here uh, at home or at work. Cause Brian, uh, Bobby Heenan and somebody to hang out with. I don't know why I went to Brian. Um, I just know that's your other open action figure aside from like the new day. Oh, I have him with the new day. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're absolutely correct. Correct on all of those. I think the Brody King is going to be the only one that matches the, the deco of this one. Because, like, Danhausen is a very plain figure, what they've shown off. He's in his big shirt, so he won't have his tattoos and all that, which is dope. That's how he's mainly shown in AEW. I am saying just, like, this is going to be my figure of the year just in the amount of work they put into it. That's fair. Um, uh, have you seen – I know he's already had the Supreme out, but have you seen the Malachi Black? Yeah. Or not the Ultimate, the Supreme? Yeah, I have um, I own it. The – Supreme? Yeah. Or the... I own... Did you get the single issue? Oh, no, no. I didn't get the... I didn't get the uh, unmatched. I just have the Supreme. My bad. Um, okay. I also got the unmatched um, because I think I forgot that I had picked it up. Uh, but it also, like, it's... I already they, picked it up. Um, they've done a it, lot of good work It looks work on amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's awesome. Really, any of the House of Black guys um, are going to be... Dope. That level of detail, um, so... And then I... I We don't talk about retro figures a lot on here because I would we would i would spend hours just talking about that but that's I, a whole separate podcast yeah i finally got a grail figure of mine uh for a youtube channel well oh they didn't see the wink that's good um i finally got a grail figure of mine there's like a couple of elites because i've been collecting elites for almost 10 years i started in 2014 because it was right whenever punk left um and there's some that i just missed out on because i just missed the boat on starting with mattel's um so there's like a couple that are super expensive that I can't justify spending. You actually were with me whenever I bought a big one, but I got this mm-hmm. on whatnot through iron cheek or I'll, I'll give him a plug iron cheek. Um, he will play WCW in the background of his uh, streams. He used to just have it on stream. And then someone like 
copyright them, which is real weird because that never happens on uh, whatnot. Apparently, there was a hater, but we got someone lost. Someone lost a auction. Yeah. Um, I, I finally got the British Bulldog figure. And no, this isn't from SummerSlam 1992, Asa. This is from his time with the Hart Foundation. Uh, so he's in, like, the the uh, Union Jack, uh, like, trunks and knee pads and fringe. And he has the Hart Foundation vest that, like, this is the best vest that I've seen on one of these figures for the price that I paid. Um, mm-hmm. It's British Bulldog. That being said, I am debating on doing a couple swaps with this because there's a more recent head that looks better. And I think I can do an arm swap with this and get the more up-to-date arms. The issue is he has, like, the super jacked version of his arms where there's just veins on veins on veins, which is correct. Um, I think I can get that in a double-jointed form factor and make it fit this figure. Um, I will not start cutting at this figure until I know I can do it, but I'm super stoked to have this. Um, we are getting British Bulldog in the Survivor Series wave this year, but it's him in the jeans. So, like, I have the rule of figures that I can have multiple of if it's different eras of. I have the long tights British Bulldog from 92. I have a very good 95, 96 Bulldog now. And that jeans one is 99. British Bulldog is also one of those people I just have an affinity for. I just, I love that dude. Like, I love watching his matches. Because he's just a big strong man that's not afraid of anything. Like, it's, he was Ryback but could work. Like, I fucking love Davey Boy Smith so much. Um, anytime they put him in a game, I play the fuck out of him. Uh, they, he was DLC for 2022 and I played the shit out of him. Uh, I just, I want them to do this version with the short hair. Cause that's my favorite version. We always get the braids. Uh, I also want the short hair so I can put him in the jeans because that British bulldog in the jeans look is like one of my favorite things. Also because Hollis Jarreau, anytime we do a goddamn, uh, Royal Rumble, he will wear the jeans and be like, I'm a bulldog it. And it cracks me up every fucking time. But yeah, I finally got one of my grails. Uh, thank you, Iron Cheek, on whatnot. Go watch his streams. He's usually Friday nights, late night. He'll record until 2 in the morning, just selling shit. And he has really good shit, and I've, I bought from him a bunch of times. I've never bought a bad action figure from him. Um, so yeah, no, I, I was over the moon. I was telling you about it the second I won the auction. I was sending you texts. Uh, the second the shit went out on delivery yesterday, I was sending you texts. Uh, I sent Bo Sawyer a text because he's a big bulldog mark too. And I was bragging about it cause I knew he doesn't have this one. So I just, I love that I have this figure now. I have another figure of the heart foundation that I need to open eventually. Um, and I hopefully one day Jazzwares will make an Owen in a singlet and I can just acetone everything off and then just put decals on him and make that heart foundation Owen. Um, yeah, I'm super thrilled with this. I had a, I've had a really good couple weeks of just buying wrestling action figures. Well, the feel-good time is over. Uh, Two minutes ago on Twitter, Mickey James will not be included in the Knockouts World title match at Impact Rebellion. She relinquishes the title. And Dalton, I'm going to show you. It's going into the Discord chat. Uh, It's accompanied with that image. Oh, no. Which is just her hat in the middle of the ring with the Impact title next to it uh, and a spotlight on it. And that is just a bummer of an image hopefully man i really hope she gets to come back and have an actual like retirement story or retirement run because if anyone deserves it it's mickey fucking james yeah so her and uh josh alexander both speedy speedy and full recoveries yeah to them um sorry i just saw that and wanted to get that out there oh and also Um, uh asa callback from earlier in the episode Derek savage is the one that did cool cat Shannon gave me the update. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I, <laughs> again, like I just, I knew it was one of the two, 
I just couldn't remember which brand of terrible that was. Uh, but did you have anything else you wanted to get into for wrestling with articulation? If any of our friends can find not on, do not do it on Mercari cause I'm not paying that price right now. But if you find the Samoan SWAT team, Samu or Fatu message me, I'll PayPal you on the spot. It has to be the colorful designs. I don't want the head shrinkers. I want Samoan SWAT team. They're different. Um, if you find them at target, hit your boy up on Twitter or Instagram. I will PayPal you on the spot. So because Dalton is dumb and didn't specify in case you don't know, uh, he's the two figures he's looking for the, they're not going to, there's nothing on the box that's going to say Samoan SWAT team. It, it's, there's no indication on the box or on the packaging that these are different figures. They're the exact same figure. I want the colorful there's tights. One version, there's one version that is just the black tights with the white logo for the head shrinkers version. But then there's a chase variant uh, that includes its its colorful tie-dye looking tights. Yeah. As well as the, the logo. So he's looking for the colorful version. So keep be on the lookout. I like that you have... Uh, turn this into your own personal little toy hunting army and i like it even more that it's worked that it, worked. <laughs> it yeah. has worked like, once and but it, once is all i need for it to be like this podcast is totally worth it because i was able to get one person thank you michaela that found a good deal on makari mm-hmm. and then i had well, to hey dylan did find you the ken shamrock but i had already uh i had already bought the other one you'd already you'd already uh, bought it so you you've had two successes. Oh yeah, no, our friend, like our listeners, are our homies, and it, our friends, our friends. Yeah, I'll call them friends. Because at this at this point, the only people who listen, I'm pretty sure, are our friends. Yeah. Oh, and if you're listening to this and you're like, I want to be friends with those guys, it's real easy. Yeah. You don't even have to buy my shit. You just gotta like, not be a bad person. Yeah. What was? Don't the, be shitty. What was the one that Gallo sent me? Uh, oh, uh, he said this was from last week. I just snorted to hearing I'm going to conduct my foot up your ass because he also listens to us <laughs> mm-hmm. and he like anytime there's a good bit whenever I had to wrestle him and I was like just got off the flu he was like hey are you good to work because I know you're sick and I was like no I was mm-hmm. sick I'm just it was worried that I wasn't going to be able to perform to my best of my abilities but yeah no we have a cool fan base uh thank you guys for listening it it means the absolute most and we need to stop recording before we have to like fucking turn this into two shows yeah no shit um Holy shit, we almost went two hours. Yeah, I know. What we, the fuck we, is wrong we with need, us? Yeah, no, we, like, that's why I'm I like... I spent about 45 minutes of that trying to look up who Jay White lost to, um, because I don't understand Bullet Club. Um, but yeah, that is going to be it for us this week. Uh, I hope you check out Impact Rebellion, because we are going to be talking about that um, next week as well. As any other news, there, there is some contract news that we know about. That I almost talked about tonight, but it doesn't get revealed until Rampage airs on Friday. So I didn't know if that counted as a spoiler, so I just figured, F it. Uh, We'll just talk about it next week. Um, So spoiler alert there for something that we'll be talking about next week. And I'm trying to think. I feel like there was something else specific that that we were going to talk about next week. But I don't. I'm completely blanking on what it would be. You'll hear about it next week. Yeah, we'll tune in and find out. It's the that's our cliffhanger ending. Anyway, like Dalton said, we appreciate you, anybody who has stuck around to that continues to listen to us. Or if this is your first time, welcome in. Yeah. Hopefully, if you've made it this far, I promise you next week isn't going to be worse than this. Yeah. So what do you have to lose? Just hang out. We'll be nice to uh, the you UK. Can f- 
<laughs> no, I can't promise that. Uh, we, uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow the show at nerdiest part. You can follow me at the five star man with the number five. Um, and you can follow Dalton at Mr. D Anthony N P O T R. And that is going to do it. So we appreciate you. We thank you. We will talk to you next week. Uh, but until then, take care of yourselves, take care of each other. And as always watch more wrestling.